Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. This is Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Well, hello. Good morning, Webmeister Bud. Hello, Dylan. Hello, Jason. Hey, Bud. What's on the geek out, my friend? As Paul Plastino often says, Pobuddy's nerficked. <laughs> and that Pobuddy in this case is the EU, the European Union. They have their problems like any other continental union or country or government, but one of the biggest technological impacts the EU had on the rest of the world came in 2016 with the GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation. Annoying for marketers, a boon for individuals. The GDPR made it so that anyone in the EU had greater control over their personal data. Uh, very simply, under this law, personal data collected about any EU resident must be declared, minimal, accurate, consented, protected, available upon request, and deleted upon request. Break these rules, and a company faces fines of up to 20 million euro, or 4% of their worldwide annual revenue, whichever is greater. Isn't this a good thing, though? And everybody should be following this lead? Absolutely, they should. It is, and that's the great thing. Making these provisions apply just to the residents of the European Union, for a company like Facebook or Google or most any websites in the world, that is not feasible. So to balance falling in line with the GDPR and convenience, most internet companies have simply made the rules of GDPR apply to all of their users, and that is directly a benefit to anyone outside the EU, like us. Okay. More recently, just a few months ago, the EU forced Google and Apple, well, anybody with an app store, really, to offer alternatives to in-app payments, which the big two, at least, take a 30% cut of. So no more forcing developers to only sell through the app store, taking their cut. These companies have to support alternate payment systems. This was a huge part of the Epic Games pulling Fortnite from the App Store last year. For their latest trick, the EU is requiring all portable electronics like smartphones, tablets, digital cameras, headphones, game consoles, e-readers. By the fall of 2024, if they're going to be sold in the EU, they have to come with a USB-C charging port. And again, even though it's only being enforced for sales to consumers in the EU, it's most likely going to be easier for these companies to make their devices USB-C charging for everybody, including you and me. So why is this such a big deal then? Uh, the main reason is to create less e-waste. They're trying to come up with a scenario where devices will be sold without a cable or charger because the majority of customers will already have what they need since it'll be a standardized cable. We all probably have an orphaned cable from a dead device and what do you use that for now? And it makes sense. There's an estimated 1,100 tons of e-waste they could cut down on in a year. I love this very old English phrase from the commissioner for the EU's internal market. This rule applies to all and sundry. It's not being adopted against anybody. But the fact of the matter is, this is going to be a big blow to Apple, who have always tried to zag against the industry zigs. Most Android phones have come to standardize USB-C in the last decade, but Apple has long been trying to make their proprietary lightning cable a thing. An Apple spokesperson said that standardization would stifle innovation and cause e-waste because of all these soon-to-be-abandoned lightning cables. And that's as may be, but the shift would only happen once. Being an Android guy for more than a decade, I've gone through USB, Mini A, Mini B, Micro A, Micro B, Micro AB, and the Micro Super Speed varieties. But I bought a lot less cables since my recent phones, hard drive, consoles, controllers, and other electronics have all had USB-C. Uh-huh, but, bud, I heard A, A, B, Mini A, <laughs> C. You're talking about C right now. What happens when USB-D comes along? Ooh. 
Oh, shoot. That, that is the million-dollar question, honestly. I, I'm, I'm scared of that. I dread that moment. But my hope is that the USB port types that I just listed, they were coming out fast and furious starting around the year 2000 until USB-C in 2014. Then everything sort of slowed down. I'm hoping they'll be able to find a way to keep improving the tech, but keep the same plugs and ports. Because in the last eight years, USB-C has really come into its own, and it'd be tough to change now. So you can read The Verge's report on the EU's mandate for USB-C at thezone.fm slash geekout. Awesome. Thanks, bud. Thank you, bud. Bye. Bud's Weekly Geekout. Chum, chum, chum. Now it's good to be a geek. Listen every Wednesday on The Morning Zone for more news from the world of techie-type stuff.